Welcome to the Checkered to Green podcast with your hosts, David Maudie and Elliot Tardiff. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever and whenever you are listening to this. This is From Checkered to Green, the podcast all about racing, told by three lifelong racing fans, and where we can, talking about the business aspect of racing as well. I am Elliot Tardiff, alongside with me as always, my two colleagues, David Motti and Ryan Kolpak. Gentlemen, good evening. Good evening, Elliot. Good evening, Ryan. And welcome to everyone listening to our podcast. Hope you're all doing well. It is a wonderful time up here in Syracuse as we're recording this. I've got the truck race on my phone and just watching it on mute here. And we'll definitely be talking about Speed Weeks tonight. And some of the things, this is a big preview show for the Daytona 500. Ryan, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. It's a pretty standard issue winter evening here in Buffalo, New York. It's about, uh, say, just under a foot of snow outside. It is a lovely 10 degrees, but a nice clear sky. And looking forward to the Daytona 500. Sir, sure. um, it's got a nice bone chilling 35 down here with uh, rain and some freezing rain not too far away from us uh, down here in uh, uh, central North Carolina. So um, it's going to be like that for another little while too. So, and it could make, um, uh, uh, could make the weather in, in Florida a little bit interesting this coming weekend too. So we'll have to see what happens there. Um, but this is episode number 10 and uh, this episode, we're going to be focusing on what else? Uh, Daytona, Speed Weeks, and the biggest race of the year, Daytona 500. So um, let's go ahead and jump right into the checkered segment. David, why don't you tell us uh, about some of what's already happened at Speed Weeks thus far? Well, certainly, Elliot. Thank you. And we kicked off Speed Weeks about probably... A couple weeks ago with uh, 24 hours of Daytona, the Rolex 24, it was a great race. It was the, they had record TV viewership. It was, it was fun. It was competitive. A wreck on the, on the start with the GT Le Mans class, but it was an awesome race, and congratulations to Alexander Rossi, Helio Castroneves, Ricky Taylor, and Felipe Albuquerque for the Kanoka Minolta uh, Wayne Taylor racing. They won it. Pit strategy between them and Ganassi. Ganassi took four tires in the end. Wayne Taylor took two so they could get a quick outlap. And it looked like Ganassi was going to catch him, except about four or five minutes ago, Ganassi blew the tire. Jimmy Johnson's team was second, DPI. And then the Mazda Motorsports 55 was third. In LMP2, it was Era Motorsports winning that. Orca LMP2 car was second. And then Dragon Speed was third in their class. GT Le Mans, big, big uh, 24 hours for 
the Taylor family, Jordan Taylor, uh, Ricky Taylor's younger brother, Wayne Taylor's son, won it in the number three. Alexander Sims, the other Corvette, was fourth. And then BMW Team Rahal Langan Lerman Racing was third. In LMP, three motorsports. It was Riley Motorsports, Sheen Creech Motorsports, and Mueller Motorsports, the top three. GTD was Windward Racing, Sun Energy Racing, and Paul Miller Racing was your top three. And that was that was it. There was some uh, Dragon Speed was one of the cars that wound early, and then the team with Chase Elliott, the thirty-one wheel and racing team, which was probably going to be the favorite, um, had gearbox issues. So what they decided to do is they were so many laps down, they just put Chase Elliott out there, keep giving him stints. It, it was good practice for him. But it was a it was a really good race, a really good twenty four hours of Daytona. That kicked off everything at Daytona, and we then got going this past Tuesday with NASCAR and the Bush Class on the road course. It was a fun, exciting race. It was on FX one or FS one. I watched it. It was a really good race. I loved the road course. Chase Elliott and Ryan Blaney were bailing at the end, and they came to the chicane. Elliott went on the inside of him. They touched, and Kyle Busch was there for the taking. Kyle Busch was your winner. Chase Elliott was second. Busch only led one lap. That was the last lap, the most important lap. Joey Logano, third. Tyler Reddick, good job for him, fourth. William Byron was fifth. Danny Hamlin, the last year's winner of the Clash, was six. Bowman was seventh. Eric Jones, eighth. Ricky Stenhouse, ninth. Matt, B- B- uh, Matt D. Benedetto was tenth for the Wood Brothers. Other knowables, Ryan Newman was 14th. Brad Kozlowski was 17th. Martin Truex Jr. had an accident, wiped out, coming out of the bus stop. He was 21st, but it was a really good race for 35 laps on the road course, and that kicked off Speed Weeks, and Elliot, the following night, was Daytona 500 qualifying. Yes, sir, um, and with uh, a, a healthy number of entries this year, um, there was a lot of drama this year, um, more so than past years, about um, who all was going to make the show this year. Um, and you had some, uh, uh, some very unique one-offs, um, in particular, uh, the 62, uh, Beard Motorsports entry, uh, the, uh, team owner actually tragically had passed away not long before, I believe his name was Mark Beard. Uh, so they were racing in honor of him. Uh, Noah Gregson was in the car, um, with, uh, Brendan gone, uh, continuing to assist that team. Um, you also had uh, Kaz Grala um, in, I believe, a, uh, a colleague racing entry. Uh, you had Austin Sindrick um, taking the jump up to, to Cup for the 500 uh, in a Penske racing entry. David Reagan coming back um, for Daytona uh, in a front row motorsports car. And Ryan Priest 
um, who is running full time this year, but he's running as an open car. He's running without a charter. So um, uh, he's got to uh, do some big things as well. Um, and so that, uh, that made qualifying very interesting. You had, um, I believe it was eight cars going for four spots um, with uh, the remaining 35 uh, all taken by charters. So, um, so that made, uh, so there was that element of qualifying as well, you know, who actually was gonna qualify and make the race. Um, but um, at the end of the day too, especially on uh, qualifying day, which was Wednesday this year, the big story is who wins the poll, who's going to lead into the Daytona 500 on Sunday. Um, and this year, it's going to be the 48 car driven by Alex Bowman, uh, who uh, stepped into that ride uh, to replace the retired Jimmy Johnson. And uh, on the outside of him, uh, the next generation of another iconic ride, William Byron, uh, in the famed number 24 entry. So Hendrick Motorsports sweeping the front row. Uh, Bubba Wallace in his first uh, outing with the brand new 2311 Motorsports team with Denny Hamlin and Michael Jordan uh, sharing ownership of that team, uh, qualified fourth. Um, Eric Almarola and Kevin Harvick for Stuart Haas uh, putting two cars for Stuart Haas in the top 10, uh, third and sixth, respectively. Um, and JTG Motorsports, uh, who have been pretty strong in Daytona qualifying in the past, um, put their 47 and 37 cars, fifth and eighth, respectively, as well. Uh, Christopher Bell being the, uh, the other Daytona, excuse me, the other Toyota in the top 10, uh, placing seventh, Austin Dillon ninth, and Daniel Suarez um, in the brand new team with Justin Marks um, qualified 10th. Um, other notables, uh, Chase Elliott, defending champion, qualified 11th. Denny Hamlin was 12th. Um, Kyle Busch was 16th. Kyle Larson uh, returning to the Cup Series this year with Hendrick Motorsports qualified 15th. Uh, Ryan Blaney, 18th. Uh, Ryan Newman returning to the Daytona 500 uh, one year after his horrific wreck qualified 23rd. Um, and uh, two cars did not uh, manage to get out and qualify, and those were the 15 of Derek Cope and the 62 of Noah Gregson. Um, so that was the, that's a, a recap of everything that happened on qualifying day. David, Ryan, your thoughts? Well, I definitely, I mean, qualifying was really good. I thought it was, I thought it was really good. And I, I'll, I mean, I, we, I'll definitely get more into this in a, a little bit because I know we, we had the duels as well, which helped determine the, the lineup besides the, the front two. So I have some thoughts to tie into that, but Qualifying was really good. I I think it was it was good. It was quick. I loved the pace of that. I loved how the the pace of qualifying was um, 
was was good there. You know, they had one car come off, and then you know, as soon as what, as soon as the guy got past a certain point on the track, they had the second car go out. So it, it was just this this quick qualification, and you weren't waiting for cars to go. So I I think it was really good. I, I, I definitely enjoyed the qualifying. Indeed. You talk about this being a very tidy affair. Um, as we all know, past years, um, qualifying, uh, which usually occurs the weekend before the 500, um, would be an all-day endeavor. Uh, it would take uh, several hours uh, at times uh, in, in some years to get all of the cars out there uh, to, uh, to run their laps. This year, I think it was done inside of two hours, um, maybe even 90 yeah. minutes. So uh, it, definitely it, a, a it, very brief deal this it, year. Yeah, I'll put it this way. I, I think it was 90 minutes because that was how long I was on my exercise bike. There you go. So yeah, um, Brian, any quick uh, any quick thoughts? I have to agree with the two of you. The pacing of the qualifying this year, I think, made it a lot more exciting. I thought it may have put a little bit more pressure on the drivers to you know perform just a little bit more to fight for those spots. And I can only imagine how pleased Hendricks Motorsports has to be having the top two slots on their team. That's got to put a smile on their face. Well, it did um, until we got to the uh, the clat, excuse me, to the duels on Thursday, and that was a whole other story. Um, so let's go ahead and get into that. Um, we talked about um, qualifying itself being a tidy affair on Wednesday, and the first duel race was much the same way. Um, uh, it was run relatively quickly. I don't believe there were uh, many cautions, if any at all. Um, and actually, no, there were no cautions. It was, yeah, it was uh, 60 it was caution free. miles. Yep, caution free. Um, and Eric Almarola um, in the number 10 Smithfield Ford, um, who had uh, qualified third fastest on Wednesday, um, showed that not only do they have speed in single car qualifying, but they also have uh, plenty of speed in race conditions as well, um, as they dominated, led 52 laps um, and held on uh, from a spirited uh, challenge from the Toyotas, basically every, everybody but Fords uh, at the end to take the win. Uh, Joey Logano, who was uh, Almirola's uh, uh, pusher for most of the night, finished fourth. Christopher Bell finished second. Ryan Newman uh, finished third. And uh, by a matter of a few feet, um, Ryan Priest was the um, top finishing open car um, in the first duel, finishing fifth um, by a very, very tiny margin over Ty Dillon and the number 96 Gaunt Brothers entry. Um, and uh, that few feet put Priest in the race. Um, it also put Austin Sindrick, who did not have a particularly good night, um, finishing 16th a lap down into the race as well, based on his qualifying speed. Ty Dillon did not have a um, inadequate qualifying speed to get in on that basis, and thus um, a couple of feet 
knocked him out of the uh, uh, out of the Daytona 500. Um, so those were the uh, uh, the big notes there. Uh, the second duel was anything but. Uh, if anything, it's looking like the uh, the truck race right now. Uh, you had a, a couple of thunder showers go through in between the first and second duels, so there was a pretty substantial delay getting the track dry. And uh, when it did, uh, they went out there and and uh, uh, gave it all they had. And there were a couple of big wrecks. Um, there were two cautions, uh, one for a crash on lap 37 um, involving a number of cars, uh, knocking out among others, uh, Anthony Alfredo in the, uh, the number 38 entry, uh, taking over for John Hunter Nemechek this year. Uh, and then with a few laps to go, um, a big wreck uh, involving Garrett Smithley and Brad Keselowski getting together uh, and touching off a multi-car melee um, that took out the 62 of Noah Gregson, um, the 24 of William Byron, the 42 of Ross Chastain, um, and uh, Chase Briscoe also getting, in a, getting himself in a wreck um, and uh, kind of an inauspicious start to uh, um, his uh, his time in the 14 car, uh, stepping in for the retired Clint Boyer. Um, so Byron, um, even though he qualified second, is going to have to go to the rear for the 500. He had to break out a, a backup car. Um, the It should also be noted in the first duel, uh, the number 48, the pole winning entry for Alex Bowman um, was... Uh, he did not finish well in that race owing to some engine trouble. So there's um, some question about that. I forget offhand if uh, they had to make any sort of uh, engine change. If that's the case, right. I think they've got to go to the back. Um, Keselowski had to uh, break out a backup car. Uh, Chastain uh, uh, in his uh, first ride of the 42 uh, cup ride for Chip Ganassi, he's going to have to go to a backup car. Um, so a lot of a lot of backup cars uh, being broken out yeah. um, uh, in the duels here. Yeah, um, no. Um, looking at Chase Ski Elliott, the the it, according to the race information as of now, cars to the rear is Keselowski, Briscoe, Gralla, Byron, Alfredo, Custer and Chastain, all for backup cars. Nothing about um, Bowman. From what I knew, from what I heard was he went out, yeah, he he went watching that. He he said he was, he, he said the engine sounded off. So he went down, they threw the hood up, they looked at everything. Um, it seems like maybe they changed a couple things and then he came back out. He went, he said he had a vibration afterwards. Um, they're probably, probably what they're, from what I've heard is they're probably going to look through the engine. If they have to change it, he'll go to the rear, but Mm. I think they're going to try and make sure the engine's all fixed. Okay. But as far as I knew, that was, um, that's what I had, that's why I have as of J-Ski right now. But we can, um, when, when we, you know, it, but yeah, 
it there could be um, Elmarola and Dylan on the front row for the 500. That is a possibility. Um, Austin Dillon uh, having that potential owing to uh, his victory in the second duel, um, uh, beating out a spirited challenge from Bubba Wallace, uh, who ran very strongly um, all night in the number 23 car. Kevin Harvick finished fourth, Kyle Busch fifth, Chase Elliott sixth, Ryan Blaney seventh, uh, Ryan Blaney sixth, excuse me, Corey LaJoy uh, in his first ride with Spire Motorsports in the number seven entry, finished seventh. David Reagan was the top open car, uh, finishing eighth. And Kaz Kralla, um, on the merit of his qualifying speed, uh, was the other open car to make it into the Daytona 500. Uh, so the open cars uh, this year um, are going to be Reagan in the 36, Kralla in the 16, uh, Priest in the 37 and Cindric in the 33. Ryan, your thoughts? Well, I have to agree with your assessment as clean and cut the first duel was, was as chaotic as the second duel was. It's not often that you not only have one, but two fairly significant wrecks that knock out a fairly good sized chunk of the field. And it's the, du the duels aren't a huge field to begin with. So it's, pretty noticeable like fortunately as should be said for a lot of these things the only damage was to cars and not to drivers so we'll still call it a fairly good day indeed i, I, I definitely gotta say for um a couple thoughts on the duel i mean this is how it's been you know the past few years with the duels is either you get one that's a clean race that that's clean they're not gonna rack you know it's usually the first stool tends to be clean they figure everything out they you know they just try to get get the feel for it and it's usually the second one is where they're going to look at you know they're a little more aggressive they saw how the first race goes and it's, I, I mean, I, I think the one thing that surprised me was the pit strategy in the duels. Um, Larry Mack kept saying, oh, they're going to come in probably around 23, 24. They did. They came in closer, like 30, closer halfway. And it, the first duel, they completely, I mean, the Toyos um, botched that. Uh, botched the pit strategy. They didn't come in with the Fords. They came in by themselves, got literally outnumbered, and you know that's kind of what happened in the you know they they just didn't have the 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 chance to bounce back. I mean Hamlin just got completely shuffled out. Um, he's gonna be starting way back, but. It's it, it was a good race. I, I didn't get to see the second one because I ended up going to bed and with the rain delay in that. But I saw the highlight at the end, and I mean, it, it, I think it's gonna preview what the 500 is gonna be like. But it, it's been a good speed week so far. I like it, and I kind of want to know what 
you know, I'll, I'll finish up with a couple thoughts about it in a moment, but what's your guys thoughts of all the races so far? Uh, Elliot. Um, well, I think the, um, the very first part of speed weeks, um, was a, um, very spirited, but at the same time, very efficient affair. Um, I think it was, uh, pretty remarkable that you had, um, as many cars on the lead lap and in the immediate contention for class victories as there were, um, in the 24 hours of Daytona. A lot of that was due to a number of full course cautions uh, during, especially during the first half of the race uh, that kind of kept the field bunched up. And um, other than, uh, you know, mechanical troubles or crashes or what have you, um, um, there were still a lot of people in contention um, for the, um, uh, for the win at the end. Um, the uh, the driver for uh, Chip Ganassi's, I believe it was zero one effort, uh, Ringer Vanderzand, um, was uh, was on his way, and it was it was a very spirited battle at the end uh, for the win, uh, but for that tire puncture, um, and uh, but uh, the number ten uh, did his thing, um, and then the uh, the um, there had been some. Uh, the initial thoughts about that were kind of mixed going into it. Um, you know, some drivers, Denny Hamlin in particular, um, were not fans of the clash being run on the road course as opposed to the oval. Um, but uh, what you saw was a, um, an excellent, uh, not only an excellent finish between um, Chase Elliott, Ryan Blaney and Kyle Busch um, and Kyle Busch, uh, having lost so many races over his career that, you know, he was, uh, had, you know, had the trophy in the bag and halfway out the racetrack, but, you know, but for something happening to him, uh, you know, kind of walking into a win with, uh, the two cars in front of him, uh, having trouble a la Fontana in 2013. Um, um, it was a really good display of driving talent, um, and uh, it was a, you know, there was a lot of drama of, okay, how are they going to get through turn one? Is the, is the leader going to make it? Because uh, there were more than a couple times where they didn't. Ryan Blaney sailed off wide. Kurt Busch just had to bail on the corner entirely and whip a Yui and try it again. Um, and uh, so there was that. And then, um, but there had been some, uh, conversation about uh, kind of how dirty the the backstretch was with uh, a lot of mud getting kicked up in the bus stop and that had some uh, impacts on some people uh, Martin Truex in particular um, and then going into the duels here some controversy about how some of the racing um, was done and whether or not there was um, uh, you know whether or not there was you know safety truly being kept at, at hand um, in the, the end of the second duel, Derek's Cope car was stopped on the backstretch um, on the last lap, but they ran it green anyway. Um, so it's very fortunate that, that there was not a problem that came out of that. Um, so uh, it's kind of, it's, it's been kind of here and there, um, but uh, by and large, it's, it's been a good speed week. So there's been a lot of uh, headlines, a lot of drama um, and uh, if they can 
you know, kind of clean up some of these other things, um, I think it's going to be a great speed weeks. And I think it's going to be a, a great introduction to the 2021 season for, for NASCAR. And, you know, as we've talked about in past episodes this year, more than ever, it's desperately needed. Ryan, your thoughts about Daytona Speed Week so far? Well, you can't say that the Speed Week so far has lacked for excitement. It has been pretty much, to me anyway, edge of your seat racing for from the beginning of lap one all the way through the end of pretty much every event thus far. And one can only hope that's a trend that continues not only through Daytona, but for the rest of the season at large. But nice to be able to look forward to something like this again this year. It's been greatly missed. Well, I, de- I, I, I definitely have to agree with you guys' points, and I, I, I definitely hope that they get things cleaned up before Daytona. I like the one, everything in a consolidated week, like this Tuesday through the Sunday. I like it. It's kind of the approach of how Indy is, where Indy, instead of being over two weeks, it it just gets consolidated down. It's more quick. And I, I think it, it, it proved to be exciting. I know, I I think uh, Dale Jr. on his download on his podcast this week, he wasn't too thrilled about it. He's kind of not thrilled about the clash and, and who they have. And, couple points I have to agree maybe it should just be poll winners but I know they want to try to get the car count up so who knows I mean I will have to see like how ratings eventually come out with this but I, I think it's a good statement for NASCAR they needed it they needed to explore it they need to get better people they, they gotta get fans back and I think this, you know, more people interested in it. You know, we, you know, you had people leave last year after some of the issues that came up. It's just a way to get people back. And I think this is a good, good kickoff. And we'll see how the weekend goes with, uh, with the trucks, the uh, Xfinity and the 500. But with that said, We've actually got to take a break. Our producer's calling us in. We got to get four tires, gas, and then we got then we'll be back on the track with our spotlight segment. This is the From Checker to Green podcast. The From Checker to Green podcast. We'll be right back. The feedback we get from our listeners helps us drive our content of our show. If you're interested in joining the conversation, join up with us on our Facebook page, the From Checker to Green Podcast, or on Twitter at From Checker to Green Podcast. There a particular segment you enjoy? Tell us. Something you'd like us to talk about? Let us know and we can help you. And if you're enjoying the content you're currently listening to, check out the rest of our episodes on podcasts.com and Apple Podcasts. We look forward to hearing from you soon. And now, back to the From Checker to Green podcast. Thank you, Ryan. Now we're going to get into our spotlight segment for this week. And uh, our spotlight segment is 
talking about what we're going to see uh, this coming year. Um, our predictions for uh, the big uh, NASCAR Touring Series Cup Xfinity truck um, and uh, uh, some early predictions and what we think may happen. So, uh, David, Ryan, let's go ahead and get into it. Let's talk. Uh, uh, let's talk first and foremost the Cup Series. Uh, what what our thoughts are on um, uh, who's going to do well, who isn't, um, who the Rookie of the Year might be. Uh, we got uh, pretty healthy rookie rookie classes in all three uh, series this year. So, um, so let's go around the table. Um, and David, let's start with you. What are your thoughts? Well, let's let's start with our final four. I, I'd love to go through our final four with Cup first. And, you know, I had to really think about this. You know, you look at last year and, and the way that how, you know, Harvick was close to it, but really wasn't. Um, you had Keselowski, you had Lugano, you had Hamlin, you had Elliott, and, and Elliott won it all at Phoenix. And, I, I think it's going to be very interesting this year, especially with the first two races at the Daytona International Speedway with the 500 on the Super Speedway, and then a week later, you're back on the road course. So I, I think that's going to define the season. But what I think is, I think this year, I think Harvick's going to be back in the final four. He's just good. I, I know he didn't, you know, he doesn't look like he's off to his best starts. Um, he didn't have the best clash, but clash is just preseason, like just got a good feel. But I think Harvick's going to get in there again. He, he's always the clear favorite. He's strong. I think Hamlin's going to get in there too. I, I, I think those two are definitely going to be locks. I think they're consistent enough. And I think Chase Elliott's going to back up what they did last year. He's, he's good. They're going to come in strong. He, you know, he, he qualified good. He had a good duel. I think that team's just going to carry my mom. They found the right pieces at the right time. You know, he's the next, he, he's taking the torch over for Jimmy or Jimmy Johnson. That's been passed to him. It clearly was when he won the championship. He's he's gonna find the way, and I think he's gonna be like his dad. He, he's starting to show glimpses of his dad, upfront, consistent, figuring out how to do things. So I think he's gonna be in the foul four, and I think Cole Custer is gonna be the surprise one. And I think that will, will definitely be good for the final four. Um, Ryan, what do you think? Who's going to be in your final four? Well, I got to be honest. I have to agree with most of your assessment. Uh, for example, uh, Kevin Harvick, you got to figure as strong of a performance he had last season. He's not just going to you know, be a one-off in the season. You're going to see a strong performance out of him again. Of that, I have no doubt. Like Chase Elliott, you can't bet against him. Not after, not only a solid performance last year, but, you know, when you win it all, you know, you're the man to beat. And he's not the one to forget that. And also, I agree. I see Denny Hamlin in the final four as well. Because as you said, he's not just 
you know, up and down good. He's consistently good and a solid performer. So I have no doubt seeing him there. And honestly, I don't see any real surprise entries because my last one in the final four is I see Joey Logano. Again, extremely solid performance last season. And I see him being hungry for it again this season. So to me, the solid contenders from last season, I think we're going to want to go hard and try to take it again. So I'm kind of approaching this from a little bit of a different angle than y'all, even though I agree that, um, uh, David, I think you said uh, Chase Elliott was one of your favorites, right? Yes. Oh, yes. Um, And Ryan, while I, while I agree Logano's um, a contender this year, um, you know, the, the playoffs we've, we've seen this, uh, especially last year with, with Harvick uh, getting knocked out. Um, in the uh, the round of eight, um, you know, where, you know, if you have, um, uh, you know, it's the old chip in a chair, right, from uh, uh, the uh, the poker parlance. Um, so, you know, if you have somebody that just gets on a, a stupid streak of luck and performance, um, you know, can potentially outclass uh, somebody that's been a, a front runner all year. Um, and so I'm thinking of a, a couple of people like that. Um, and even though uh, somebody like a, like a bubble Wallace um, is, uh, you know, has, has made some big waves to, to start the year. Um, and I think we'll do well and may even make the playoffs. I don't think he's going to, he's going to make it there um, for the, for the final four. Um, in terms of the rookie of the year, it's going to be between the 38 of Alfredo and the 14 of Briscoe. Um, just on, on paper, I think Briscoe wins the, uh, the rookie title going away, but the number 38 has been known for, um, kind of punching above its weight, um, and, uh, how much resources that, that team front row motorsports has had to this point. Um, so that could still be an interesting battle to watch this year. Um, I think, um, I think Kyle Bush is going to be pretty hungry, uh, to get back to, uh, the final four. And I think he'll be one of them. Uh, he's got a new crew chief this year, uh, in Ben B shore, um, after him and Adam Stevens parted ways over the off season. Um, and Kyle gave some, uh, uh, more extended thoughts as to why that happened in a recent interview with uh, Graham Bensinger that I would definitely recommend checking out. Um, so I think he will, um, Harvick, you know, he, he um, will definitely be in the conversation as well. Logano could be as well. Um, will Hamlin get there this year? It's tough to say, um, but I think Chase Elliott's going to be there too. Um, with as much focus as there is on road courses this year, that's Chase Elliott's bread and butter and Ryan Blaney too. He could be a surprise. Um, uh, he could sneak into the final four this year on that basis as well. So um, don't forget the people that are good at road courses this year, but in terms of a champion, um, it's, that's going to be tough to say. Um, if it was anything like last year, you might see a repeat performance from Chase Elliott this year. Um, we'll see, but um still a lot to see in terms of which manufacturers are going to be really good. Uh, if there's, you know, any dominance by Fords or Toyotas or what have you, 
um, or if we see a lot of parity um, this year. So those are my thoughts for the uh, the Cup Series. Oh, I, I want to throw in a couple quick thoughts there because I forgot to mention my champion and rookie of the year. I, I think Elliot's going to repeat. I, I just think Phoenix, now that it's at Phoenix, I think that plays into Chase Elliott's hands. It plays in a lot more drivers' hands. So it, it's a good competitive race. It's a game-changer race there. It, it can be a game-changer. Uh, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's better than what they used to do at Homestead. So I think Chase Elliott will, will probably repeat. And I think Rookie of the Year, I, I have to lean to Briscoe. I just think he's, he's got some talent there. It, it definitely was, a, 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 you know, he's definitely a good driver. So I, I definitely think that. Um, before we move on to Xfinity, uh, Ryan, your, your thoughts of the Cup Champion Rookie of the Year? Me, I'm going to have to give a slight edge to Chase Briscoe for Rookie of the Year. Primarily because I just think, as Elliot put, like, while on paper, he definitely looks the top of the uh, rookie class. I think he has what it takes to perform on the track as well to give himself that distinction. Champion-wise, uh, both of you, I think, have hit it right on the head. I think Chase Elliott is going in so strong that he can get that repeat championship. I think he has everything. He has what it takes and it's going to be the perfect storm for the repeat. Indeed. Um, So I think we all are in, uh, in pretty good agreement. And if that's the case, uh, especially if uh, um, I think this year with, uh, you know, other, uh, events in the country you might have to take a trip down to Dawsonville uh, for the finale in November I think we might uh, be in popular company down there Um, so let's go ahead and talk now about the Xfinity series and um, who all we think uh, is is on their way to do some big things this year Um, so um, let's go ahead and start off with Ryan what are your thoughts on uh, Xfinity this year well, I'm going to have to be completely honest with you, gentlemen. I don't follow the Xfinity nearly as close as uh, the NASCAR Cup Series. So I have a surface knowledge of Xfinity, but not anything really deep-seated. Might as well be honest up front. So as far as the top four goes, I don't think I'm your best man to really give you a good answer on that. Not a problem. Not a problem. That's all right. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get you there. We appreciate that. Thank you. So uh, I'll kick it off, Elliot. It's, so with Xfinity, I think it's going to be Justin Elgeyer in the Final Four. I think JRM, I, I, Junior Motorsports, I, you know, I don't know. Juniors up and down. I, I think they, at best, they can have it. You know, I, I was between Elgar Gregson, Elgar Gregson. I'm like, ah, who, who do I select? And I, I just think Elgar. I, I don't think Annette's guy. I, I don't think Annette's been good enough. Um, 
it's I think that's kind of been some big shoes the Nets had to fill in once Elliot Sandler left. But I think Elgarter, I think you're going to see both Byrne brothers, Jeb and Harrison Byrne in there. And I think Austin Sindrick. I just think Sindrick is good. He's got talent out there. He's going to make a case to, he wants to be up in cup. Um, I mean, we'll see how he does with, with Daytona this weekend with, with the 500. But yeah, I, and I think he's going to be there and I really think Sindrick's going to do it again. He's going to dominate. He doesn't have to worry about Briscoe. He's going to show he, he's going to lead the pack. I, I think he's going to, he's going to be up there. He's going to be good through the playoffs He's going to win it, and I think Rookie of the Year is going to go to Vargas this year. Elliot, your thoughts? Well, coming out of last year, um, it sounded like it was all but a given that uh, the 22 was going to take the title this year. That kind of seemed like the um, the prevailing wisdom, um, especially since Chase Briscoe had uh, gotten called up to Cup and had taken over the 14 uh, for Clint Boyer, for Stuart Haas. Um, but when you look at the, the lineup for uh, some of these cars this coming year, you've got, you've got a stacked field. And uh, I think for the first time in a while, um, I think you've got um, about as much interest in Xfinity, um, you know, in terms of, true Xfinity guys and not just, um, you know, cup, cup drivers coming in and, uh, you know, uh, the term was bushwhacking back in the day where you just had cup drivers running uh, Xfinity all the time. Yeah. Um, you got some really, really interesting uh, prospects this year. Um, you've got, um, you talked about junior motorsports before. Uh, they're one of those teams, like I was talking about before, um, where if one or two of them uh, go on a, a, you know, a really, really good streak and really show uh, what their talent level is, then yeah, they can absolutely uh, do some big things this year. They just couldn't get out of their own way last year. They had so many cars come back on the hook. Um, and I'm looking in particular at Noah Gregson, um, who found himself in way, 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 way too many incidents last year for, for his own good and for uh, to be able to do anything in the playoffs. And indeed, he got an eliminated in the round of eight. Um, so this is going to be a big year for him. This is going to be a big year, I think, for um, uh, Justin Allgaier as well. Uh, they got to they gotta show some this year. Um, they got to put some cons- consistency together. They got to put some wins together. Um, and keep that DNF count low. You've got, um, go ahead. Uh, well, I was, I was going to throw quick on that point, but I'll, I'll throw it on after you're done. Okay. I've got one point about junior. Okay. Um, and then, you know, you've got, um, you know, some of the, 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 uh, the big name teams, uh, that are always in the, the, the hunt for the title. You've got, um, the 98 car. That's driven by Riley Herbst this year, uh, uh, coming over from Gibbs. He needs a big year, and he may very well get it. Uh, that 98 car is a, is a fast car. That's a good team, um, and 
they they I could see him being in the final four. Absolutely, Austin Cindric in the twenty two car, um, coming off a um, a dominant season last year as well, um, and winning the title, he's going to be there. Um, beyond that, it's it's going to be a toss up. You've got the Gibbs guys, you've got uh, Dylan, you've got Burton, um, Daniel Hemrick, and Brandon Jones. Um, I'm kind of pulling for Hemrick just because he had such a snake bit year last year with uh, uh, the part-time ride he had with Junior Motorsports. He he had some good runs that uh, got undone um, more often than not and through no fault of his own, uh, largely. So um, he could be one that um, if uh, he steps up his game in the playoffs, he'll be there. Um, you've got colleague racing as well. Um, talked about Jeb Burton before in the 10 car. Um, you've also got AJ Allmendinger coming back in the 16 and he looked pretty sprightly last year. In addition to Justin Haley in the 11, um, who also had a, had a deep run last year. Um, so one of them could do something. Um, but, uh, in terms of, uh, who a champion's going to be, um, I think it's going to be, uh, probably between, uh, the 98 and the 22 again this year. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to go for a dark horse this year. I'm going to go for Riley Herbst. Uh, he's got monster energy coming over with him. Uh, he's got a chip on his shoulder and he wants to show uh, the world that he can get some things done. He's got a, a beef with uh, uh, Noah Gregson that's carrying over from last year too. Um, he's, he's going to have a fire under him to do some big things this year. And he's got the team to get it done with in terms of a, um, a rookie this year. You've got Ty Gibbs in the 54. Um, you've got Josh Berry and Sam Meyer splitting the, uh, the number eight. So they're uh, in terms of a driver championship or driver points, uh, neither of them are going to be there. Uh, you've got Ryan Vargas in the six, and then you've got Jordan Anderson on the 31. Um, if Jordan Anderson uh, has results as good as his interview was after the truck race tonight, then he's the guy. Um, but I think conventional wisdom points to the 54 car and Ty Gibbs getting it done this year. I, um, you know, one, one point I wanted to throw on was about junior most sports. He's got Josh Berry coming up mm-hmm. driving the eight car. And that's true. I think for Annette Algar Gregson, there's a lot more on the line for them this year. Mm-hmm because that eight car is a part-time ride now that he hasn't probably had somebody good i i I said elliot sadler and that just because sadler brought experience to juniors it it was something he needed he was kind of going through drivers he had just lost chase elliot uh sadler was a good driver for him but the drivers that junior motorsports has brought out the really good ones has been Truex Kozlowski he had Chase Elliott and I, mm-hmm. I, I think that's kind of where it was he kind of struggled at a couple points but I think this Josh Berry I'd like to see what he does mm-hmm. uh, this year I want to see I want to see how he does he's a good He's a good late mile driver. Um, Just remember, we we talked about it uh, episodes ago. 
about that whole incident in the car series where he um, got into that incident because he got turned the wrong way. Yep. And you then he paid it back at the end of the yep. race. Yep. That's not going to fly. That yep. That's not going to fly Xfinity. And if you start going like that, it's going to hurt you. I will say um, it's it's the Kyle Bush principle, I call it. The the Kyle Bush, or actually I'll turn, turn it better, you know, the Brat Pack principle, Bush, Kozlowski, these drivers who, um, let's name a few, who tend to be um, hotheads that it, it, it carries through to the lower levels. That a lot of these young people don't know how to work on their race cars, so and and get hot headed. Mm-hmm. Um, so you gotta remember that doesn't fly in the upper levels. Just because they do it in the upper levels doesn't mean you have to do it. And I think if Barry can put that back, I think he's got a really good future ahead of him. Um. Well, David, to your point about uh, Barry um, and, yeah, uh, blue-collar late model racer from, from here in North Carolina, uh, you know, and, yeah, he um, uh, got suspended from the, uh, uh, the car series there and actually uh, moved away from it and uh, uh, went on to uh, run some, some other series last year and actually won a national championship because of that. Um, so uh, you talk about somebody making – uh, a lot of lemonade. Um, he, he was the guy that did that. Um, so I think he's definitely got the potential to, um, you know, he's, he, uh, speed and he's shown level headedness as well, because otherwise he wouldn't have won a title last year. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what he does, uh, coming into Xfinity this year. Um, I think the ACE, um, ACE Speedway episode is actually kind of a, um, may actually work to his benefit uh, because it will uh, show the other drivers that, um, you know, if you race him the wrong way, there will be a consequence. Um, you know, he just needs to figure out, and you know, you'll, uh, you know, as any other uh, up and coming driver will do, um, they'll figure out, um, you know, what the proper ways are to do that in uh, the big leagues of NASCAR. Um, but I think, uh, I agree with you. I definitely think he's got a lot of potential. And uh, um, if he, um, you know, uh, he's got a good team behind him, number 18, Junior Motorsports, um, you know, in the right situations, yeah, I could foresee him getting a win or two this year. So let's um, let's finish up with, with trucks. And Ryan, we, we know that um, you mentioned about the Xfinity and the trucks. Uh, you, you talked more of cups, so We'll go through it a little bit. Well, yeah, I might surprise you to know I actually followed the trucks a lot closer than I followed Xfinity. Is that right? Yes. Really? I, I always enjoyed the truck races. And for some reason, it just was something that always appealed to me. Well, Rock and roll. My, my bad. Well, then let me go back with my point. Let's talk about the trucks. And Ryan, why don't you tell us who you think is going to be your final four and your champion and rookie of the year? I'll do just that. 
for the final four, my first pick is going to be the obvious choice from the truck series is going to be Sheldon Creed. Not just because he won last season, but because of that, I feel it gives him the momentum swing going into it that could carry him easily back into the final four. My second pick I'm going to give to Austin Hill. I'll give it to Austin Hill because he was hot on the winner's heels. And I think if luck had shifted just slightly in the other direction for Sheldon Creed, I think Austin Hill would have been the champion last year. My third pick for that is going to be Brett Moffitt because he had a good, strong showing last season. Another one of the drivers that I feel is consistently good. So I'll give him the next spot and I'm going to round it off with Ben Rhodes as my fourth pick. I think, you know, he had the potential last season for greatness and I think he has the drive to want to push to the next level. So not a driver. I think they should be sleeping on as far as the champion goes little uncertain in the pack, but I wouldn't be overly surprised to see Sheldon Creed repeat. I say that just because of how unexpectedly good he was right out of the gate, and he pretty much carried that the whole season. And I just don't see him letting go of that anytime soon. As far as uh, Rookie of the Year goes, bit of an enigma this season. At least is, you know, the way I see it. I don't personally, the, of the list of rookies coming into the truck season, I think it's too early to predict that one, at least from my perspective. But of course, that's just one fellow's humble opinion. That's some solid picks there. I I definitely like those picks you got, Ryan. That is Thank pretty you, sir. good. We'll we'll definitely um we'll definitely have some fun with this throughout the season talking about the trucks and and my apologies earlier about the about the thought with the trucks so I am I'm glad you are following them along good series to follow absolutely so my my thought with the trucks is I I have to agree with you Ryan. Um, and I know we're, we're coming up on break in a little bit, but Sheldon Creed for sure. I, I agree with him. I, I, I agree with that. You know, he, he's going to be up there. I think Johnny Sauter, I, I think Sauter is good. That Thor sports there, they always put a threat out there. And I think Sauter's one of them. I think a surprise from Thor sports this year will be Crafton. Um, I, I know the Enfinger team is kind of splitting between them and Eckhart. Um, that I, you know, so they're, they're I, I would have said en, Enfinger, but he's part time. So I think Crafton's going to be, uh, be in there. And that's just because Thor Sports consistent. They're one of the consistent teams, they're one of the better teams out there. And I think John Hunter Nemechek's going to be in there. He's now moved back to the trucks. Uh, you know, it, it's a series that his dad did pretty well in. Um, so his, you know, he's got some good knowledge there. I think they're in my final four. I think Creed wins it. 
I I definitely agree. I just I just think Creed's got some good talent there. He he's one of the consistent drivers. He's always there in the end. Um, it's kind of tough to tell at Daytona because Daytona is such a wild card with the draft. And I think my rookie of the year, and I I know we'll get more into this next episode probably about with it, but I know she didn't do well in the truck race tonight. She spun is Haley Deegan. I just, I loved her. I loved seeing how she did in ARCA last year. She's got that, she's got that professionalism. I think she got into the right contract with Ford in the right program. And I think she's good. She's going to win it. And I'm, I'm going to make a bold prediction here. I think she's going to have a few top tens and I think she may win a race this year. I wouldn't be. And I, I just think she, she could. Well, that is indeed bold of you, sir. You know what they say, fortune favors the bold. I just don't, I just don't make bets. I'm terrible at gambling. And you are a wise man as well. <laughs> yep. Elliot, your thoughts? Um, well, again, I think this, um, this year is there's a, a, a little bit of mystery going on, I think. Uh, you've got some, you know, some of the perennially strong teams um, coming back. You got Thor Sport. You got Sheldon Creed, Creed in the two-car. Um, but um, at the same time, I think you've also got some other teams that are um, have kind of reloaded. Um, I'm looking specifically at Kyle Busch Motorsports um, for that um, and are going to be looking to make some big things happen this year. I'm also looking at uh, Nice Motorsports um, and, you know, they're uh, uh, going to be looking to make some some big things happen this year. Uh, you know, Brett Moffat um, being one of those that, you uh, um, you know, was in the, the, the thick of the championship hunt last, uh, November at Phoenix. Um, and then you've also got, I think some, uh, uh, you know, some dark horses in there. And I'm looking at Todd Gilland and the, uh, the 38, um, who had some spirited runs last year, um, to kind of show, uh, Kyle Busch Motorsports, what, uh, what they lost in him, uh, from a couple of years ago. Um, so in terms of who I think is going to be able to uh, make it into the final four this year, um, I think you'll definitely have, uh, you know, at least one or two people from, from Thor Sport in there. Whether or not Creed gets in uh, is going to be a, a bit of a question mark. Um, uh, Sauter might, um, but I could definitely see um, somebody like, uh, like a Crafton um, getting it done uh, this year. Um, I definitely think somebody from Nice is going to get in there, uh, whether it's Moffat um, or whether it's uh, the 40 Ryan Truex, uh, who's coming back uh, to the trucks this year and running a full season. Uh, I'm going to probably go with Moffat again. Um, uh, I definitely think somebody from Kyle Busch is, is going to be there too. Um, I don't know if it's going to be Drew Dollar. I don't know. I confess I don't know that much about him. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of looking at John Hunter Nemechek uh, just because, um, you know, he's had some success in the truck series um, and Kyle Busch Motorsports in general, I think is going to be looking to make some big waves in the, tr- in the trucks this year. They did not have a good year last year. Um, so uh, with Kyle Busch in general, I think having a 
kind of a renewed focus with the new crew chief on the cup side. I think that may translate over to the um, the to the truck side as well. Um, so keep an eye on that four four truck this year. Um, and then the last one, um, probably uh, uh, probably going to give it to somebody like either a solder or uh, a Creed. Um, I think it's going to be one of them. Uh, your your champion this coming year. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of go out on the limb. I'm going to say John underneath check the four car, uh, the four truck. I think he, he may get it done this year. Um, in terms of a rookie class, um, you've got, um, you know, a pretty stacked class here. Um, you got, uh, Chandler Smith in the 18, uh, Kyle Bush entry. You've got Carson Hosevar in the 42 for Nice Motorsports. And you got Haley Deegan, uh, in that DGR, uh, Crosley entry. Um, and, uh, this is going to be a tough one. I think it's going to be a, uh, of the three series, this is going to be the, the rookie battle to watch. Um, and Deegan's got the equipment. Um, we know she's got the consistency. Um, and, you know, she has the ability to, to uh, string together solid finishes. We saw that in ARCA last year. Um, but, you know, does somebody like a Hosevar in uh, Nice Motorsports equipment uh, who has done really well on uh, the truck series here in recent years. Um, does he upset and take the, uh, the rookie crown? That's, that's going to be the question. Uh, for now, I'm going to probably say um, that the equipment um, and the, the history get it done um, for the, for the rookie series this year. I think Haley Deegan gets it. Solid picks. Oh, that's our preview. Yep. Uh, so we've got uh, a lot of interesting uh, predictions for the for the coming year. Um, it's on paper and just, you know, kind of the feel of how everything is going into this year. It's going to be a big 2021 for all of the, the, the big series in NASCAR. And hopefully it is. And hopefully we're going to have a lot of things to talk about. Um, but for right now, uh, we've got uh, Ryan, who's got something to talk about, and uh, it's one of our sponsors. So uh, we're going to uh, let him tell you about them, and we'll be right back on the other side of this break uh, with the, uh, the rest of this, this episode. This is From Checker to Green. We'll be right back to the From Checker to Green podcast. You starting up your own business or trying to adjust the way your business looks to stand out amongst your competitors? Consider Samurai Graphics. Samurai Graphics has all the options and design quality that you need to make your business stand head and shoulders above any of your competitors. From logo designs to business cards, stationery, whatever you need to make your business stand out. If you're interested, contact Samurai Graphics at samuraigraphics716 at gmail.com. Samurai Graphics, your business design solution. And now we're back to the From Checker to Green podcast. Welcome back, race fans, to the From Checker to Green podcast. The green flag is out and up in the air. And we are going to talk about the Daytona 500 and give a preview with that. So... With Daytona, 
it's a you know it's a Daytona 500. It's this you know it's going to be on Fox. It's a 2:30 p.m. start. Before we get into that, Elliot, I I think weather's going to play a factor into this. I'm looking at the forecast. Is there a chance that they may not run Sunday and we may have a Monday race? Uh, I think there's there will be a risk of that. Um, uh, the, the weather pattern for it is uh, not looking, uh, it's, it's looking pretty dicey here in the coming days. Um, it's basically uh, you're either locked in the icebox or um, you're dealing with uh, precipitation of some kind. Um, and the Florida Peninsula uh, is pretty much in the, in the latter category. So uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, rain could, could very well be a factor in uh, uh, both the big races here, um, uh, Saturday and Sunday, uh, for the Xfinity and, and Daytona 500, respectively. And uh, yeah, it's a possibility they could be moved to other days, or you could have truncated races as well. So uh, strategy, uh, pit strategy could very well uh, be a part of it, too. We shall see. That's true, especially for Daytona, because they're going to have to get to lap 100, which is actually in the middle of stage two. So, yeah, I definitely agree. You may see some truncated strategies. A couple notes, according to Jayski, just to give a little little preview of it. Um, we mentioned earlier Keselowski, Briscoe, Gralla. Byron, Alfredo, Custer, and Chastain are going to the rear. We don't know if anyone else. It kind of depends how things go through the weekend. Sometimes you get cars who may have to make a change or they get to talk, realize they've got to make a change. That sends them to the rear. So it's kind of like the inact it's kind of like the NFL with inactives. You don't know to like an hour and a half before kickoff. Well, we kind of won't know until probably right around race time who's going to the rear. Um, pit stall selections have been made. A uh, couple notes. Bowman's got the first pit stall. Byron took the 19th. Looking at the chart, it uh, looks like a couple nobles. Um, Harvick's got six. Logano took 40th. We've got Let's see here. Looks like Eric Jones took the 28th pit stall. Uh, Bubba Wallace looks like he, ironically, Bubba Wallace took number 23. Uh, let's see. Kurt Busch has the 16th pit stall. So we could definitely get, you know, just to name off a few of those. Let's talk. Um, Let's talk starting lineup really quick, guys, and kind of get some thoughts here. Um, we know how, how the lineup set. I think it's going to be very interesting to see and um, kind of list some things quick here is um, some notables. You have Bubba Wallace, who's starting six. Austin Dillon, you know he's going to move up to second because of Byron. El Moroan might move up to first if Bowman has to go back. 
but Stenhouse 21st, Larson 13th, Chase Elliott 9th, Danny Hamlin 25th, next to his teammate Truax. It, you know, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see, you know, looking at this lineup, but I think it's a it's an evenly spread field and I think it's gonna present some good racing what what do you guys take um and before I tell you that one thing I forgot to note stages 165 265 third stage is 70 laps what you guys take and throw your winner out who you think might win Oh, we're getting a little bold in our predictions today. I like it. <laughs> and I have to agree with your assessment, Dave. It is a very evenly spread out field, but especially if the uh, dual results are anything to go by, like don't sleep on them because they have shown that they're hungry for victory and they will work to get it. But if I had to throw out you know, a prediction of who I think is going to take it, you know, I'm just going to throw this one out there, see if it sticks. I'm going to give it to Joey Logano. reason I'm going to give it to Joey Logano is because consistency. He's always been that consistent driver, and he's shown that in the clutch, he can get it done. So I'm going to give it to him this time. I like that pick. Elliot, your thoughts? Um, to both years. Uh, your points, uh, pretty much everybody with the exception of maybe a, um, a few cars has a legit chance of winning this race. Um, I don't think anyone is pretty much a lock for it just because of how unpredictable this race is. Um, you know, as we've seen time and time and time again, um, where, you know, somebody's leading and then, you know, something happens on the, on the last lap. Um, you know, we saw it last year and, you know, horrifically so with Ryan Newman. Um, but we've also seen it before with um, Eric Almarola and Austin Dillon on the last lap. So, um, and then, you know, perennial favorites uh, getting knocked out uh, in a big wreck, you know, with, uh, you know, a handful of laps to go to. So, you know, it can go pretty much any which way. Um, with that said, um, some of my the, the folks that I'm looking at, I'm actually looking at the nine um, and I'm looking at uh, um, uh, looking at the 10 uh, Al Marola. Um, you know, he's, he's, he wants to get it done here um, on his home turf uh, and carry on the, uh, uh, the, the Florida winning tradition this year, uh, referencing the, uh, the Super Bowl of a few weeks ago. Um, so I definitely think he could. Um, I think Elliot could. Ryan Blaney's a really good uh, plate racer as well. So I've got my eye on him. Um, but if um, if I had to pick one right now, um, I think it would be the two. I think it would be Keselowski. And the reason I say that is because every year, every speed weeks, he gets in a wreck. Um, and so this year he got in his rector in the duels. So who knows, maybe he's done wrecking, uh, for the, for the rest of speed weeks. And if that's the case, then, um, do not rule him out. 
for the for the 500 because he's shown that he's got some real plate prowess. Um, he's he's done some amazing things at Talladega. He's also kind of fallen on his head at Talladega a couple times too. But um, but he's he he has proven uh, his metal on the plate tracks, and so that's who my pick is. Well, I I gotta say I. I think, uh, you know, I, I'd like to see the 9-1 of Chase Elliott. I I think if I have to say anything, I, I agree. I think it's going to be Almaroa. I just think he, he gets there close. It's a good, you know, he, he's good. He wants, you know, he knows he wants it. He's hungry for it. He's got that determination, I, I definitely think that'll, that'll be him for it. I, I think I, I was debating that or Austin Dillon, um, one of those two. And the only reason I say Austin Dillon is I think it would be very emotional for Dillon to win it, considering we are coming up to a, the 20th anniversary of Dale Earnhardt passing and I can't, you know, being a a Dale Hurt senior fan for all my life, I can't believe that it's 20 years now. But I'd like to see that for the emotional aspect. Um, but it's good. You're right. It's a wild card. It's Rex. I'm gonna put it out. Kyle Busch is going to do something that's gonna wreck somebody. He's going to get involved with it. Um, his car has a magnet for wrecking in that. You're going to see wrecks at the end. It's, yeah, it, it's going to take forever to finish the race. And it's going to be a close finish at the end. I, I think that's the one excitement you get out of that. Um, but I will, I will not put it past. I think the Dark Horse might be Bubba Wallace. I'm just throwing you out there because he um, he he's got Hamlin. He's in that partnership with Denny Hamlin, and Hamlin knows how to win it. And that car put out fast laps and almost was on the front row, and he almost won the duel. So I think that would be really interesting. And hey, chalk up another ring to Michael Jordan. So mm-hmm. I I think that would be cool. And but it, 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 I agree, it's gonna be a rock. You know, it's it's gonna have a chair rocks, and it won't happen until those final ten laps. That won't happen until then. Um, yeah, I think it'll be a, a good race. We'll just see. If it's going to be Sunday during the day, Sunday night, or are we looking at Monday? So, anyway, it'll be a good race for sure. Indeed. Quite. And just slightly off topic for a moment. I can't believe the 20th anniversary of Earnhardt. Yeah. Wow. I, I, I can't believe it, too. And um, I, I, I'm listening to the Dale Jr. download. Um, I mean, Ryan, you know, um, I mean, you know how I was the day after 
Yeah, I know, I because that. that was the first Daytona 500 you and I watched together. No, we didn't watch it together. Oh, yeah, you watched it at your house. I So the story behind this is, Ryan, you know um, the youth convention in Buffalo. Yes. And I had gone to it with my group, the my youth group, and my um, youth director at the time was into NASCAR as well, and we um, we didn't get to watch it. I was tired. I We had come back that Sunday. I was very tired, and I um, I've remember having dinner i said oh, i'll watch a little bit of it. i taped it i extended it. i watched a little bit of it and i went to bed i woke up the next morning there was a note on the mirror and i remember turning i you know my parents saying give me a call my mom will you know give you know give us a call and we were on you know we were off for president's day and I remember turning on the TV and I just lost it. I remember calling you, Ryan. I remember calling my parents, um, my late grandfather, my, my, grandf- my grandpa Kissels, probably said best after he goes, we all live by and die by the, you know, you live, you know, if you live by the sword, you, you die by the sword. And we talked about it and, yeah, it, it shook the world. It, it shook me. I have the Florida newspapers. My youth director, her husband was there, brought those up for me. And um, I've got them in the basement. And in addition to that, um, I had a nice little prayer I said the next day and how I felt at my youth group. And, you know, we as a racing community, you know, when tragedy happens, we get together. So, you know, I think I will have tears if Austin Dillon wins it this Sunday at Daytona. I'll be right there with you, man. Yeah. So, sorry about the emotional aspect, but, you know. You remember. I got my Earnhardt pictures on the wall here <laughs> in my office. Nice. So with that said, gentlemen, we've got some final thoughts. It's going to be a great Daytona 500, but we're on to our final thoughts and we're about to wrap up. And Elliot, why don't you, why don't you take us away with our final thought for the, for the evening? Yeah, well, we talked, um, you know, we've talked this episode about um, Speed Weeks, Daytona, NASCAR, um, and some of what's already happened, um, and you know the, the the overall vibe of things heading into 2021, based on what we have seen to this point, um, and they're on their way, and they're doing some really big things. Um, but for our final thoughts um, on this episode, we wanted to uh, touch on somebody else who is we believe is on his way to doing some, uh, some big things in 2021 um, and not necessarily in NASCAR, but um, in uh, another uh, American series this year, IndyCar. Um, and we're talking about Rome, uh, Romain Grosjean. 
the former uh, Formula One driver for, for Haas, uh, who uh, miraculously escaped um, death and uh, serious injury uh, in a, a, a frightening crash at Bahrain last year. Um, uh, he was let go from, uh, uh, from the Haas ride. Uh, you know, the team wasn't doing very well uh, in 2020 in general. Uh, and so they went in another direction. Um, and so um, uh, Grosjean recovered, uh, has been recovering from, uh, uh, from his wounds from that crash. Um, and uh, he's come over stateside and he's looking to do some things here in IndyCar this coming year. Uh, mainly on the, the road courses, but um, he's, uh, he's coming to IndyCar. And so our, our final thought uh, on, the, on this episode is on him and what we think he may do this year. So uh, let's go around the table and, uh, and let's talk about that and uh, um, what, we're, uh, what our thoughts are and what we're looking for him this year. Um, or looking, looking, out, looking for out of him this year. So uh, David, let's start with you. Well, my thoughts with Grosjean, I mean, he's going to Dale Coyne, with who's partnering with Rick Ware, Rick Ware Racing this year. I, I'm, I'm glad he's coming back. It's, it's. I think it's a good, you know, you know, it's a good way to come back. He's only doing the street courses. Sometimes when you get hurt, um, when you're doing something you love gets taken away from you. And you think about um, athletes in general or, or personally, you know, when you're doing something and it, it gets away from you because of a incident, you know, sometimes you got to get back on the horse and you may be scared to get back on that horse. Um, if you fall off, you got to get back on and, in, in back in the saddle and he's done, you know, I, I admire it. I, I know his hands, seeing the photos of his hands and how burned they were. That's good. Good. Take some time. And I kind of want to think about, I, I think about his comeback similar to Rick Mears's comeback in 1984, when he crushed, when Mears crushed his feet at Air. And how difficult it was for him to get back in. And, you know, that the first test he had in an IndyCar, they asked him, how's your, you know, how's your feet and all they, or how are you doing? And he goes, well, the car was a little loose in turn two. And, and, you know, you know, I got a little down for, you know, needs a little more downforce here. It's a little loose here. And they all laughed. You know, because it, it took his mind off the pain. So I I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens when he f- gets back in. If um, if he has any, and I, I'll hit, you know, I'll flat out say it, PTSD from the incident. Um, but I think him taking this step and, and continuing to say, I'm going to, get back in a race car is a great thing. And, and I, I hope he does well this year. I, I hope he does. I hope he has a good season in IndyCar. And I just, you know, 
it's probably going to be the best therapy for him out there is getting back in. Those are my thoughts about that. Good thoughts, sir. Indeed. Ryan, what are yours? I've got to be honest. I was really happy when I heard that he was coming back. A little disappointed that his team went into a different direction, but when he got picked up by IndyCar as quickly as he did, I was very happy. I thought, that's good. Get the man back in the car because he's made no bones about it. That's where he wanted to be. And I think he could do good things in IndyCar. I think he's got the talent for it. And although the the midfield where he'll most likely be competing being his first years, a fairly stacked one for IndyCar, I think he has what it takes to get some decent success on. And you never know, he might crack a podium. He's got the talent for it. But I definitely think it's going to be an exciting watch for him. Yeah, good thoughts, Ryan. And, and um, I agree with you both that, um, you know, it's um, this is going to be one of those um, those eye-catching stories. And it's going to be a positive story um, that um, that, you know, he's he's rebounding from from that accident, um, you know, and also rebounding from you know, a, a kind of a tough tenure uh, in, in Formula One, especially um, last year with, um, with Haas. Um, and Ryan, to your point, Indy cars are not Formula One cars. There's, there's some differences there. And we're seeing this with, um, uh, with Jimmy Johnson coming to IndyCar. Now, granted, I think the, the transition from stock car to IndyCar is, is much more pronounced than, Formula One car to IndyCar, but um, there are some nuances there that take a long time to figure out. And so, um, you know, is he going to, you know, uh, um, is he going to come out, you know, hitting podiums every single week? Probably not. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's, it's important for him to, you know, not be finishing in the back every week. Um, and especially as we move through the season, um, you know, we run uh, a few, a uh, few more events um, and uh, you know, you get some more experience under these cars. So that's, that's going to be um, the, the critical test for him. Um, but at the same time, um, you know, we've, I think we've kind of touched on this before, um, you know, in, in, in other aspects, um, in other episodes, uh, this may be, you know, kind of a start of a trend where we start to see, um, you know, some of these uh, Formula One folks uh, coming over here and giving any cars a go. Um, and, you know, this, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, combination of talent with, uh, with other groups, um, you know, is, is nothing but a positive for IndyCar. Um, but I, I digress. Um, it, um, this has the potential to be a, a really good story. Um, all Grosjean has to do now is, is go out and uh, drive with the potential that, uh, you know, Dale Coyne has, uh, has seen in him. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people have seen in him. Uh, you know, Grosjean's been in, in uh, uh, been a part of the motorsports community for a long time um, and, you know, has, has had success. Um, and so uh, you can do it again. And 
uh, you know, for hopefully for his sake and uh, for uh, Rick Ware's sake, uh, you know, getting into uh, IndyCar on a more involved basis this year um, and for Dale Coyne's sake as well. Um, that comes to be the case. I, well, that's well said, Elliot and Ryan. You guys had really good points there, and and, and you know that's the one thing about Dale Coyne is it tends to be a launching pad for other drivers. So I think it's you know I I think he can have a I think he can have a good career, and yeah, it'll it'll be in, it'll be an interesting season this year. Yes, sir. I dare say I think I can speak for the three of us when I say we wish nothing but success for him in the launching of the next stage of his career in IndyCar. Agreed. Agreed. Um, So with that, um, it is time for the green flag to come out, um, and it's time for us to call it good for episode number 10. Um, Thank you, everybody, for uh, coming along this ride with us. Um, and listening to us on this episode and any other episode that you've uh, uh, you've heard from us and um, uh, thanks again and enjoy the Daytona 500 enjoy the Xfinity race on Saturday and uh, we look forward to talking uh, again on the other side of it uh, on episode number 11 Uh, so for me Elliot Tardif thank you very much for listening and have a great night Thank you, everyone listening. Have a good night. Enjoy Daytona. We appreciate that you all listen to us. As they said, enjoy the Daytona 500, and we'll catch you on the next round. Thanks for listening to the Checkered to Green podcast. For more information, check out our Facebook group, Checkered to Green podcast. Tune in next time for more insight into the racing business with the Checker to Green podcast.